0: No Christian has to be poor. If we had to be poor, Jesus wouldn't have said, I've been anointed to preach the gospel to the poor. What was he preaching to the poor? If it's not to correct it, then he should be preached to the poor. He said, I came to preach to the sick, and we know when he preached to the sick, the God will heal. So if he's preaching to the poor, then prosperity is part of the gospel. It is. Are you with me? It's part of the gospel. Amen. Which is able, has an ability i tell people i believe god's word so so much because it has an ability i told you this the other time for by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of god it has an ability to produce he says i commend you to god's the word of his grace which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance amongst them that are saved."
1: God's desire is for you to have his word at work in your life, and he has made this possible by bringing to you his message from our man of God, Pastor Roy King. Keep on shining and reigning forever as you receive God's word for your life today.
0: So when I say beyond religion for people to understand that Christianity is not another religion that Jesus came to set up. There were too many religions and God was tired of that. Judaism which seemed to have been the perfect way was not perfect. There's been Islam, Buddhism, Kantoism, Twaism, Hinduism, Ekankar, Mention them. And there's Christianity. Christianity is not a religion. It is the life that the Father brought for humanity to live. In all religions, their founders died and never resurrected. So I normally tell you that if you are a Christian and all you believe is the death of Jesus, you are making a mistake. It, makes you, it doesn't make you different from the Muslim. Because the Muslims believe that Jesus existed. They even believe He'll come again, but they just don't believe He's a Son of God and they don't believe He resurrected. So, where lies our faith? What did Paul tell the church? He says that if Jesus did not resurrect, then our faith is futile. But we are strong in faith because he resurrected. That is the beginning of Christianity. No religion had their founder that resurrects. No. After Buddha died, that was it. After Muhammad died, that was it. But when Jesus died, he himself said before his death that he will break down the temple and in three days he will build it. He will break it up. And the people didn't understand. But the Bible said he spoke about his body. He died and on the third day he resurrected. Can you define this as religion? He is not showing us the way per se. He has brought us into the way. He has brought us into the way. Jesus did not die on Friday. He did not die on Friday. And it's very clear in the Bible. The Roman Catholics brought in the Good Friday and everything. And well, it's nice to celebrate, but Jesus did not die on Friday. If he died on Friday and resurrected on Sunday, then the Word of God is a lie. Because the Bible says he needed to be three days. Before he resurrects, dying on Friday and resurrecting on Sunday is one and a half days. Calculate, you know, a day is 24 hours. And if he died around 3 p.m., from 3 p.m. downwards, we have now reached one day. And then he resurrected early morning Sunday. So, where are the three days? You see, that is religion. That's why I don't hold Good Friday. But there's nothing wrong if you hold Good Friday. There's nothing wrong with it. It's still good. But if you come to the knowledge of the truth, you put away some things. And the Bible says that that time was a special Passover. And in the Jewish custom, A day begins from the night, not from the morning. In God's eyes, a day begins from the night, not in the morning. Basic principle, Genesis chapter 1, it says that And the evening and the morning were the first day. Not the morning and the evening were the first day. Have you seen that in your Bible? The evening and the morning were the first day. And if you study the Jewish custom, that is how they calculate the day. So, right now that we are approaching 6 p.m., to them, Sunday is starting. Hello? So, that's just to let you know that Jesus didn't die on a Friday. Alright, Leviticus chapter 1. I want us to see something from the Word. Can we read it? One, two, three, go. Yes. Uh Yes. Next. He shall offer it of his own a laundry. Alright. So He is going to bring a bent offering. And it must be a male. Without blemish. And the person must offer it voluntarily. Amen. The person must offer it voluntarily. Are you with me? Hmm. So I'll take us fast through the five offerings. In the Old Testament. And how that Jesus. Came to fulfill all five offerings. So the first is what we see in Leviticus chapter 1. That is the bent offering. So offering number one. The bent offering. Say the bent offering. So the bent offering. Is one that typifies the. Willingness to give yourself wholly unto the Lord. Hallelujah. And if you read down what he said that. For this is a sweet smell unto God. So with the five offerings we have two categories. We have the sweet smell or the sweet smell, smelling ones. And then we have the non-sweet smelling one. So the sweet smell, one of it is the bent offering. And this tells us, Jesus fulfilling this is where we see in the scriptures where it says, He came by His will to give Himself as the sacrifice. And so if you read the scriptures, the Bible says, This is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. Hallelujah. So the bent offering talks about the willingness to give. And there's a sweet smell unto the Lord. Let's chapter two. Can we read it one, two, three, go? Yes. Yes. uh uh-huh. Okay. With all the frankincense thereof and the priest shall bend. The memorial of it upon the altar to be an offering made by fire of a sweet savor unto the Lord. Next verse. Shall be given? Okay. So the next offering is the meal offering or the meat offering. But when we say meat offering in context, it has nothing to do with animals. It has to do with unleavened bread. The burnt offering, everything is bent; nothing is left. Okay. But the meal offering, after it has been offered, there is a part that is offered for a memorial; the rest is shared amongst the priests. And the Bible says that Jesus came as the bread of life. Are you seeing that the typologies? Okay. That Jesus has come to accomplish this, and so there is no need to be practicing meal offering, burnt offering, uh, sin offering. So there is a meal offering, and I love the word of God. So it says, "This is my body; the bread is my body, which is broken for you. The bread is my body, which is broken for you." So we see that this is also a sweet smell. The first one is a sweet smell. Chapter 3. Let's read. One, two, three, go. Uh Uh-huh. So the third offering is the peace offering. The peace offering. The peace offering. The chastisement of our peace was laid on him. So, when God and man were far apart, these were shadows. Jesus became our peace offering. And the peace offering is also a sweet smell. Read on and let's see how, let's see what happens with the peace offering. And remember, it's a bull or a goat without blemish, male or female. But the first one, male. Other ones, male. But this is male or female. Next verse. Uh-huh. So he shall lay his hand upon the head of the offering. The same happened with the bent offering. And the same is going to happen with the other offerings that will get to know. It's only the peace offering that comes as a meal. Sorry, the meal offering that comes as bread. And with this You have turtle doves coming in. There's some for the rich, some for the poor. So he said that you lay hands upon the head of his offer. Who understand why it is so? Next verse. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. Next verse. Kidneys and the fat that is. Next verse. Do you see that if you read further, you realize that with the peace offering, the ones that are left, the offerer and the priests eat it. The meal offering is the priests that eat it, but the peace offering is the offerer and the priests that eat it. What should this tell you? God has made peace that you can partake of that which was offered. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Next chapter. Chapter four. Yes? Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. Do sin according to the sin of the people. Then let him bring for his sin, which he had sinned, a young bullock without blemish unto the Lord for a sin offering. Relax. So here he said, if the priest has sinned and the people have sinned, they are to bring a young bullock for the sin offering. One without blemish. And this is a typology as Jesus being a sacrifice as a young man. At age 32 to 33. Where he died. As the sin offering. Next verse. 4. Verse 4. He shall bring the bullock unto the dog. And shall lay his hands upon the bullock's head. And kill the bullock before the Lord. Why these details? Next chapter. Chapter 5. Yes. Uh huh. So the, the fourth one is what? Sin offering. Great. Now, these are the five major offerings I'm just talking about. There are, there are several ones, but these are the five major ones, okay? Ne- yeah, read on. If a soul sin, uh huh. Uh huh. Whether I had sin or not of it. Next. You see, here he's mentioning specific, quote unquote, saints. All right? But he gives them a special category. Next verse. Uh huh. Uh huh. Next verse. Okay. Next verse. He's still mentioning them. Next verse. So the fifth one is a trespass offering. That is a special category of the same offering. So he mentions what the trespass is. Kind of sin. You know, sometimes people say sin and trespass are the same. Not necessarily. Trespasses are a part or a subset of sin. And so we have the trespass offering, and you still have the same thing happen. Bring in a bullock, a goat, whatever, and then you lay hands on it. Okay? Let's jump to Leviticus chapter 16. Let's just read these ones, and now when we go into the New Testament, I'll explain certain things to you. Are you learning already? All right. One, two, three, go. Mm -hmm. next Yes. yes yes next so here he's talking about the day of atonement okay next read on Uh-huh. Did you hear that? He says if he doesn't, when he gets there, he will die. Even as a priest. And that's what people are preaching today. That the presence of God can kill you. I thought we were born into his presence. Next. Uh-huh. Fast. Yes. Yes. Next verse. Children of Israel. Two kids of the goats for a sin offering. And one round for a burnt offering. So, on the day of atonement, they take two goats for the sin offering. Two goats for the sin offering. Now, these two goats have a significance. He's going to explain why these two goats. Move on. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. And the dog. Yes. Yes. Aaron shall cast lots upon. Yes. Mm-hmm. So one for the Lord and one as a scapegoat. These are the two types of goats. One for the Lord and one as an escape goat. The one for the Lord is what is bent as the sin offering. And the scapegoat is what is sent to the wilderness. Let's see what happens. Uh-huh. And offer him as a sin offering. Next verse. But the goat shall be presented alive before the Lord to make an atonement with him to let him go for a scapegoat into the wilderness next verse Uh uh-huh yes yes next yes Uh uh-huh next verse Next verse. So it's just talking about how he himself must cleanse himself before he can do that of the people. Or else he will die. Next verse. Uh-huh. And bring his blood within the build and do that which, uh uh-huh, And sprinkle it upon the message. Next verse. And he shall make an atonement for the holy place because of the uncleanness of the children of Israel and because their transgressions in all their sins. And shall he do, next verse. When he goeth in to make an atonement to the holy place until he come out and have made an atonement for himself and for his household and for all the congregation of Israel. Next verse. Yes. Next verse. Still explain. Next verse. Okay. And the term. He shall bring the living, the life go to her. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, are you seeing that? For this, it is for the whole of Israel, which is done once a year. Then we have the sin offering that comes individually. Where someone says they will bring his sin offering. But when it comes to this kind of sin offering for the day of atonement. It is for the whole of Israel. So you have two goats. He now brings one goat. Lays both hands on that goat. And confesses the sins of the people of Israel. This is different from that single goat that each person is bringing. Now why is it so? You let's move on. And, other, and putting them upon the head of the goats, And shall send him away by the hand of a fit man. Into what? The wilderness. Mm. Hallelujah. We see that Jesus was these two goats. How? How was he these two goats? We've seen that he was the burnt offering, right? The meal offering, right? The peace offering. The sin offering, the trespass offering. And in the sin offering, we are seeing the goats. Two goats. One for the Lord and then one as a scapegoat. And Jesus fulfilled both of them. Let me tell you something. The sacrifice of Jesus was perfect. All this in one man. They laid their hands on the goat or the bullock, whatever it it, did they bring. And it is a means, can you come? So let's say, bend like a goat. On four legs like a goat, like that. And then, you are the offerer, and I am the priest. Bring me your goat. Okay. So, Prince brings me his goat. And he tells me, I have sinned, blah, 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 blah. I need another goat. Be a goat. Be a scapegoat." Yes. So, he brings his goat to me, or his bull, his young bullock. To me, and the Bible says, for this particular one, are you listening? The offerer will lay his hand on. So lay your hands on the on the head. Yes, will lay his hands on his offering, and will transfer. And before he he does this, I the priest will inspect and ensure that there is no blemish on this. If there is a blemish, it's not acceptable. No blemish. Are you with me? So when I realize there is no blemish. Then now he lays his hand. When he lays his hand. He will confess his sin. And his sin is transferred onto. The lamb. Or the bullock. And then the cleanliness of the bullock. Is given to him. Then when it is done. I will give him a knife. To kill the bullock. And then now the judgment will be placed on this. And then he walks a free man. So that is for this personal one, which Jesus was for us. The burnt offering was done to prepare him as a sacrifice. So the sin of that individual is put on him, transferred to him, and the righteousness of the bullock is transferred to the man. And the man leaves. Then now we come to the day of atonement. Which is done once in a year. Where now the high priest. Which is me. Will confess the faults of all Israel. Are you listening? So we have two goats. And before I can work with these two goats. I need to purify myself. So I have a bullock. That I'll do my you know rituals and everything before I now come. So I will now cast a lot. Then this white goat. Goes to the Lord. And this white. This black goat. Okay. Is for the wilderness. The scapegoat. So I sacrifice this. Confess the sins of the Israel. And sacrifice. Then now I confess. Put both hands. And confess the sins. Of the whole of Israel. Onto this one. So this has been burnt. Then now. After this is done. I get, stand up, one who is fit to take him to the wilderness. And he takes this scapegoat to the wilderness, leaves the scapegoat there, and the scapegoat goes to die. And now the sins of the people, in quote, have been covered till the next year. Now, how did Jesus fulfill this? For he knew no sin. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. Are you there? Or let's read from verse 18. One, two, three, go. And all things are of God who had reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and had given unto us a ministry of reconciliation. Next verse. To wit, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them. Next verse. To us the word of reconciliation. Next verse. Now then are we ambassadors for Christ. I pray. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. Then the next verse. For he had made him to be sin. Did you see that? Who knew no sin. That we would be made the righteousness of God in Christ. So we see that that transfer. That exchange. All our sins were laid on Jesus. And his righteousness was brought unto us. What the Jews were practicing were shadows of the reality that was Jesus. Are you with me? Everything they practiced for all those years were shadows, pointing to one man. And in this one man, all the offerings were consummated. Matthew chapter 3. Let's read from verse. Woo! Lord, has shed a Oh, my, my, my. From verse 11. One, two, three, go. Yes. Uh huh. You know who is talking here, right? Who is that? John the Baptist. Okay, move on. Fire, yes whose fan is in his hand and he will thoroughly purge his floor, yes move on so as he was saying this then Jesus appears if you read, you know these are the synoptic gospels, when you read John John tells you that when he saw Jesus he said behold the lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the that is what John said. Matthew did not put that in there. But let's see what Matthew still wrote. Very beautiful. Next verse. Uh huh. Uh huh. Suffer its Uh huh. To fulfill all righteousness. What is it that Jesus is talking about? He says that we need to fulfill all righteousness. Hey, I cannot baptize this one. This is the man I'm just talking about. He is higher than I am. He said, no, I can't. And Jesus said, no. Let it be so for now. Let us fulfill all righteousness. Mm. And let's see what happened. And, and Jesus, uh-huh. Went straight. And lo, the heavens. Yes. Mando uh-huh. And lo, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. How come? At this point, John tells us, When he was coming to the baptism, he was a lamb. Matthew tells us Jesus was coming. But John tells us the lamb was coming. You see, the details are important. He tells us the lamb was coming. And now Jesus said, This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Because now he has come to fulfill all righteousness. What is this righteousness? Next chapter, chapter 4. Listen, are you there? Let's read John before we come to this. John chapter 1. Let's read verse 28. 1, 2, 3, go. I baptize with water, but there standeth one among you, whom ye know not. Uh Uh-huh. He it is who coming after me is preferred before me. Whose latchet, uh-huh, I am not worthy to untie or loose. These things were done in Bethabara beyond Jordan, where John was baptizing. The next day, John see a Jesus coming unto him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. So, Vradesh le Listen. Listen, he said, Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world.
1: The Temple of Kairis is a grace-based ministry, headed by the Lord Jesus Christ and led by his servant, the man of God, Pastor Ray King. Our vision is connecting the world to Christ and raising men unto perfection. Our purpose is revealing the righteousness of God to man, and our mission, preaching the gospel to everyone in our sphere of contact. We welcome you to join us in worship across our various fellowship grounds. On Tuesdays, we have the Hour of Intimacy from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m., and on Wednesdays, we have Cell Meeting from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. The locations are Red Top at Wager, Galilee at Ablekuma, Mile 7 at Achimota, University of Ghana Campus, Adenta House and Down, Noble House at East Legon, Junction Mall at Sakumono, Total at Spintex, Sunshine Hospital at Airport, Spintex KFC, and Community 5 at Tema. Our Sunday Iprakodomio services. Take place at the Zion Convocation Arena at North Legon, Popo Street, Hatcho from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. And Red Top at wager from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. You can contact our team on 020-099-8099 or 055-592-6251. The Temple of Paris, Forever We Are Kingdom in Christ.